everybody, welcome to the Explore Travel Capture Podcast. My name is Cody McCarty. I'm your co-host, Paul Dillon. <laughs> Dang, Paul, you're just like, I'm checking audio levels right here. It seems like it's perfectly good. Um, if you guys don't know what we're about, we're about like exploring, traveling, and capturing those memories. It's kind of like our thing. Uh, we're a bunch of gearheads and nerds and we talk about everything under the sun we got a very exciting episode today about documenting your memories and some of the mistakes that we made at the beginning and that we think a lot of people make and for sure how we can overcome those documenting we have documenting those memories yeah. wow i cannot talk Me- Paul talking memories. documenting those memories <laughs> are really important you want to yeah. relive those that trip you know two months from now a year from now 10 years from now that's the beauty of photo and video, and I feel like that's lost with social media nowadays, yeah. is these are memories that take you back. Like our, There's a lot going on in the world, and our memories aren't steel traps, and it's sometimes nice to, when you get overwhelmed, look back at a photo or video and remember the good times. And that's what we're going to be focusing on today, but we have a lot of updates. Uh, first off, we'll start with Paul. What have you been up to? Yeah, get the shitty update out of the way because <laughs> I've been up to much. I just realized that on my it, fucking wedding ring. It's not a. It's Yikes. not a, a, a. You haven't been like a shitty update. It's just like you know. I mean, well, people will find out compared to yours. It's you know, it's super lackluster. So let's just get mine out of the way. I've I've, I've had a great week. That's why. <laughs> I just got it. I mean, I didn't just get. I've had this camera for two weeks, and I haven't even shot photos with it. Like, what camera is it? It's the A7 IV. So that is going to be my new Astro camera, my new time lapse camera. We're not sponsored by Sony, but like we've become huge fans of Sony. So I just need to preface that. Like, he's about to talk about Sony stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, for some of those have listened from our old episodes to now. I, I had a camera, a camera. Of course, I did. Wow, I cannot talk today. I had a Canon camera and then the Olympus camera and now Sony. And we've been shooting Sony, what, five years? Yeah, we're coming up on five years. They've been really good to us. I, I kind of took a small break for two years, so technically you've been shooting Sony longer. Right. I just, I love what I have. I, it fits the need that I, you know, at the end of the day, people always ask, what's the best camera? What should I get? It's whatever fits the need. And Sony fits the need. It fits They're the tools perfectly. that get the job done. Exactly. It, it's the tools that allow me to shoot time lapses, allow me to shoot the astro photos that I want and all this stuff. Yeah, Canon may be different, but these are the tools that I like. So and it doesn't matter because like if you, you can't, a uh, uh, poor workman can't blame their tools. One of the biggest things that like you hear a lot of, like just because we have these nice cameras, doesn't mean that's what's taking the amazing images. Like so many people are like, "Dang, your camera took such a good photo!" Oh my god, that is so frustrating when people say that. Yeah, like, you're. Uh, you can't blame your tools. Is that what you told your first girlfriend? Ooh. <laughs> I. I don't think I'd ever say that to a girlfriend. Um, I think the joke that he was trying to make was, is that what your first girlfriend said to you? Maybe. I mean, you said a, you said a workman can't blame his tool. So like, you, yeah, if you I know. said that to the girlfriend, like that's an insult to the girlfriend. I mean, I, maybe very quickly would have been ex-girlfriend. <laughs> I love how we're, we're, I love how we're like picking this joke apart. Basically what I was getting at is, you know, you lasted like two seconds. You're like, I can't, it's not this. I swear. <laughs> And there we go. Good job, Paul. We we explained the joke. It we is managed been to get four minutes in or whatever, and I ruined the podcast already. You're welcome. No, it's okay. You've you've <laughs> uh, you've sprinkled your little uh, your little impression onto it. I sprinkled my sprouted mung beans. 
You're, you're Michael Scott onto it. Nice. Uh, I'll make this quick so we can get to your stuff because I, I legitimately have like a hundred questions for what you've been up to. Oh my God. So I've okay. had this camera for two weeks. I've only done stuff in the house, right? Like I've shot video and like, you know, looked at it. So I'm very much excited, especially because it's going to be cloudy the next couple of days to go out and actually shoot, shoot video, shoot photos, especially because I have a Joshua trip. Uh, well, I'm not going to Joshua Tree. Nonetheless, an astro trip coming Who's up in a Joshua? week. Who's Joshua? Somebody I should know about? My new best friend. You said you had a Joshua trip, and I'm like, what the heck? Well, I stopped mid-track because I was going to say Joshua Tree. I'm not going to Joshua Tree. It's an astro trip, and uh, I, I'm, it's in a week, and I haven't even used this camera yet So outside of the house, so it, it needs to happen, which is going to happen today, so that'll be yeah. pretty fun. I think you'll you'll love it. Coming from an A7 III, it's not much different. Just like a little bit more resolution, a little better colors. Like right, you're gonna, you're gonna be stoked. Okay, so I get my turn. Yeah, please do. I'm excited. <laughs> okay, so I need to preface this because like I'm vlogging about it too. Um, and I did post a vlog of some of the stuff that I've done. Um, a month ago, I quit social media, and this was kind of like a huge decision, especially considering the fact that like I'm a photographer and filmmaker, and we are taught that we need social media to be able to stay in business, right? Mm-hmm. Social media was just not good for my mental health. I was spending like four hours a day on it. It was ridiculous. Like Looking at the screen time, I'm like, how is this? And so, so many of my decisions were being made from social media, and I had this like FOMO and stuff. So when I quit, it was like last month slowest month I've had in a very long time since like things have been reopening since COVID. So like I need to preface this because I have had so much work (laughs) this past week and my next month is so chaotic. I do need to preface that like this isn't the normal. There's always like you have stuff go down. And of course my neighbors just turned on their quad (laughs) <laughs> and, nice. uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the joy. That's the joys of working for yourself, right? When you work a nine to five or even like a part-time job, it's somewhat steady. But when you work for yourself, it's got a bunch of highs and lows. Yeah. And right now I'm writing a really good high. That's good. So like we we're we're on a really good high. So I wanted to preface that. Um, so the big project that Paul wants to ask a bunch of questions on is with Sony. Sony hired me, uh, last week to do some stuff with their new drone, the new Sony AirPeak drone. Uh, essentially, this drone lets us put our very expensive, nice mirrorless cameras, cinema cameras, up onto a drone to get next-level image quality. Like, I am flying up my $6,000 camera setup, and it it the footage looks unreal compared I, to I, the wonder how, drones. Like I wonder how Nate would have felt having this drone and sit because Nate did the video with the, the weather balloon with his a seven. It wouldn't have even done that. Like he, he 100% couldn't have done that. Like what Nate did for light side up was truly like a combination of like creative vision, like insane engineering and like wild planning and like a ton of luck. What Nate did was incredible. If you don't know who Nate in the wild is or Nate Luby, uh, you definitely need to follow him on Instagram. He is a Sony collective and like he, he's a photographer. I admire very much went to Alaska with him. And that was like a very formative journey for me. Um, so definitely I think we'll link him down below, but with light side up, he engineered a weather balloon to take up that camera into like the stratosphere. 
And this drone, unfortunately, very much can only go about 100 feet away from you before it loses connection. Damn. He he sent it up like 6,000, 10,000 miles, some ridiculous amount up right. into the like atmosphere. The drone would have disconnected and landed or died well before then. <laughs> like, Which I'm sure we're going to get into. So it's no DJI oh, yeah. in, in terms of like distance. Well, I guess, so I say that, but also like I'm looking at like who this is marketed to. So if you and I weren't like some production company shooting some million dollar film, and we had, I don't know, like an FX3 or something, and we wanted to shoot something, I guess we wouldn't really need it to go like four miles out. We'd no, always no. be so somewhere this, close to it. So that kind of makes sense. This drone is so close to being perfect. And the only thing that makes it unusable is the latency issues. And there's some connectivity issues from my experience. And if Sony fixed that, this is like a very enticing offer for the productions that it would be used for. Yeah. So, like, um, this drone is not, like, a consumer drone or prosumer drone. It's not something you would buy or that I would even buy for the work that I do. But if I'm working on feature films or, like, high-end, like, $100,000, like, ads, this is 100%, like, a, a competing drone to DJI. And the only thing that makes it unusable is the fact that there's so much lag between the image on the camera and the drone. So when you're trying to get those shots, you have a moving drone, and hopefully you have a second person operating the camera by themselves. But even then, if there's like lag in between your image, like you're, you're not going to get your shot because there's a lot of moving parts. So you, right. need, you need it to, to be very precise. And this is something that was really hard single operating. The controls are so finely tuned. Like they, they like I move that thing. Like I sneeze and like the air from my sneeze will move the drone. Like it is so overly sensitive and this could be a good or bad thing. But even when I changed the sensitivity settings, it was still way too sensitive. So like the, the big things with this drone are, you can't get the shots. Like, yeah. forget about the short battery life, forget about the short range, the the latency and the oversensitivity make it so you can't get the shots. Do you think, like, one of my questions is, because you kind of mentioned it in the vlog too, like, do you think it would be better if you had somebody solely controlling the camera? Because you're technically 100%. trying to do both. Okay. 100%. That is, that is literally what this drone is designed for. Um you can buy a second controller. The controller is like $2,000. Oh my God. Yeah. The controller is like (laughs) super expensive. So the controller is massive and you feel like, like, I I wonder if they're going to add some kind of antenna to it or something like that for the, the latency. Mm -hmm. Like there, there's a million different factors that I wasn't fully aware of. And I only had like four days with the drone. Like, I still have the drone. It's just, like, it's a nightmare to, like, move with that drone and take it out. Well, yeah, for the for anybody watching who hasn't seen his vlog, he literally has the drone in the entire back seat with the seats down. Yeah, we'll have like, that linked in the description. It's, it's taken up his entire back car. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a monster of a drone. Definitely yeah. check that out. Um, but, yeah, it's been amazing working for Sony. Sony literally sent me cameras and lenses to mount onto it so I wouldn't have to mount my own. Like, of course, I was going to mount my own. But, like, it was really cool and thoughtful of them to do that and to give me the drone for extra time because I was just testing it for the engineers and for the pilots. Like, 
they didn't need to send me a gimbal. They didn't need to send me like cameras. They didn't even need to let me have it for more than the tests. Like they found the location for me to test. They, they said exactly what they wanted me to test. They asked specifically what my feedback was. And then I was done. Like I literally could have done this in a day, but they were so awesome in the fact that like, do you want to do more with it? And I was like, yes, like, of course. So Sony was really cool about that. And it's been such a pleasure working for Sony. Like I I'm working for one of the biggest companies in the world. And from our experiences with Sony, like they have just taken really good care of us. Like we've gone to a lot of their events. They they're amazing. Yeah, dude, that event still like to this day is one of the coolest things I've ever done. The real, the early one we went to in Los Angeles yeah, that was one of the first ones. Like we got into the B Alpha event and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was like a great collaboration and great portfolio stuff. I wish I was a more experienced filmmaker back then because you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, because that the the footage from that was unreal, and Sony was just like starting to really get their foot in the door, creating wise, and and Sony's also taken a lot of feedback from creators. This is gonna end up being like a Sony podcast because like <laughs> I can't say enough good things. Like if I think about like how much feedback Sony has taken from the creatives mm-hmm. and how much innovation they've done despite the fact that people are saying they can't do more. Right. Like it's incredible. So right now, this podcast is gonna come out after. So like I'm not worried about <laughs> talking about it. But okay. right now we're testing Sony's 24 to 70 GM Mark II, their new lens. And the first generation of it, people like kind of gave it a, a lot of crap. Like the first generation, not as sharp, not as not as Did it fast, come out after or before the 16 to 35? Do you remember? It came out well before the 16 to 35. It was one of their okay, first. That makes sense. It then. was one of their first lenses. So it needed an okay. update. Like it was one of their first ones. And they made it like significantly smaller it is way smaller damn like this lens is insanely small it's so compact they added a bunch of features to the lens itself like it has an aperture control ring which i personally love because time lapses like it removes any flicker in your time lapses like being able to lock that aperture is amazing it has like a zoom dampening ring so like you can change how tight the zoom is which is really cool it has like a like a zoom lock on it and it's the, the lightness blows my mind and it's yeah. super sharp. It's got their new autofocus motors too. So the autofocus is the fastest of any 24 to 70. It's the smallest 24 to 70 ever made. Nice. Yeah. So Sony is like blowing my mind with their innovations and everything going on. And I'm very happy to be back with Sony. I had a unpleasant experience with Sony that kind of made me want to leave. And like then Canon released the R6 and R5 and I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm going to leave. And it was hard for me not to to get envious and like, you know that meme where the guy's with his girlfriend holding hands and he looks back at like uh-huh. the other girl? That was me switching to Canon, looking back at Sony. Like, I, But I was sacrificing like because of my pride and because of like my spite and doubling down on my decision. I was looking back at Sony with envy, but like telling myself, Canon, Canon all the way. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a pleasure working for Sony. That's what I've been up to. And I've been doing a lot of other ads and weddings and stuff. So, like, my May, I think I have 14 weddings. Damn, nice. So, for those of you listening and watching, now you realize why, like, I kind of speeded up through my stuff. Because 
here I am just, you know, going to work. It's a little stressful. I haven't really gone out to shoot. And then that's why I kind of let Cody just hijack the last like 20 minutes of this conversation because it was so well sorry. worth it. It was I'm well s- worth it. <laughs> <laughs> we're that we're at like 17 minutes. This is gonna be a long podcast. The funny thing is, the first half of this is mainly just me curious about the drone. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I I'm pretty much done testing it. Like, it's not for me. I'm not the market. I recognize it, but the application and like from what I gather, I don't know. Like, stuff was alluded to me, and I don't know to what capacity I can speak to. But I very much think Sony will be the competitor to DJI in the drone space. Okay. Like, I, I think there's stuff coming that's going to kind of... I mean, to my knowledge, DJI doesn't make, like, a like this caliber of a drone, right? Like they their do. Phantom it's called series. the DJI Matrice. Oh, interesting. It's the like it's what people mount reds to and stuff like that. Gotcha. But like okay. to rig it out is super expensive. It's about as tall as I am. Like it's ridiculously big. It's the main one that you see in those like behind the scenes yeah, Instagram and, uh, channels and shit. Okay, and got the, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like DJI does do it, but I'm saying like I think Sony started with the cinema drone. I think we're gonna see a prosumer drone next. Like okay. that's kind of what I hope for. I I don't know. Like, I need to emphasize that. Like, I don't know. Sony did not disclose, like, private information for me. Like, I may get early access to certain things, but it's, like, a week before. So, like, I, I just need to preface that. I mean, if we if we look at, like, their line of cameras, for example, like, how many different Alpha Series cameras are there? Like, they make something for everyone, which is super rad. So, yeah. I, I would imagine why wouldn't they do that with drones, too? You know what I mean? Fuck, they do it with their TVs. I realize it's two different two different parts of the company, but, like... They I do mean, that with like, all of their products. Well, maybe they not manufacture the all the the image <laughs> sensors for everybody's cell phone cameras. You right. are shooting on Sony yeah. until I think the last iPhone. You were shooting on a Sony sensor, even in the iPhones. Mm-hmm. Like Sony is a juggernaut in this space. I'm, I was like holding back from making an X Men's. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. You did it. <laughs> yeah. I, Dude, don't hold back. This is our podcast, man. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. So. Maybe we Paul, should actually get to the reason why we're here today. <laughs> dude, I think we're going to have to change the title. I have it like documenting your memories and adventures properly, but like we might need to turn it into like using Sony products and how amazing it is. Right. And then like PS also memories. Well, I mean, so here's the good thing about this season of podcasts is like they can just skip the whole you and I catching up and get to the stuff that they care about. So yeah, I mean, us doing timestamps is definitely going to help. Um, is the audio for the last podcast on Google Drive? I, I, I just need to ask before I forget. It is. Can, I, I can upload that so people uh-huh. can look forward to that. What? When can they find these podcasts, by the way? Oh, wow. Every, yeah, we should we should uh, care to the new listeners every single Monday, 6 p 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, like uh, you can find <laughs> it on, on YouTube, explore.travel.capture. Uh, you can find it on wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know. Yeah, we're, we're also looking for sponsors string. too. <laughs> um, and then if you have questions, by the way, uh, we had a question for our last episode. But if you have questions, email us at explore.travel.capture at gmail.com. That Boom. easy. We'll that talk easy. about it on the podcast. Help us come up with ideas to talk about on this podcast. We will pretend to be an authority on all subjects. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, so Paul, why is it so important for you to capture your adventures in the form of photo and video? Just jumping right into it. Dude, let's do it. I mean, we spent the first freaking 20 minutes talking about Sony. So let's talk about stuff that really matters. I mean, the short answer is it's, it's all about memories. Like everything that I do, even though I have a goal to like print some of these photos, every single one of the photos I take is memories. It reminds me, the last photo I posted on Instagram of my first tracked images is going to remind me of so many things. Remind me of uh, finally getting to see Angel that I haven't seen in four or five years. Finally getting to camp with my friend Zach. Finally, like there's so much tied to just one photo. So yes, the short answer is memories. But like when you go a little bit deeper, it's, it's so much more. Yeah, I mean, uh, our brains aren't steel traps. Like, I feel like I'm gonna say that all the time. And new drinking and game video, shot every time Cody says your brain isn't a steel trap. Sorry, go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the next one is if I say digital film is cheap, <laughs> um, like cameras and videos, like like it's all become so accessible and digital film is cheap. Like you can capture this. Everybody's like drunk at this point. Um, you can capture your memories and, and hold on to them for a very long time. And that's something that's really cool, especially like when things get rough. And like, I know I look back when I first moved out here and I was homesick and COVID shut everything down. I moved 3000 miles away from my best friend who I literally did like four camping trips a month with at some points. Like, I rewatched the videos because like I I was homesick. Like I, I felt alone out here. Like it, yeah. like I have my wife, she's amazing. Chelsea, I love you. Um, it's just like, I miss my best friend. So having that helped me get through the, the rough times, man. For sure. I mean, I talked about it in the last podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, it's a fantastic uh, intro to, to astrophotography, but I talked about the photos I can look back on the first time I put the shutter speed to 10 seconds, the first time I took a photo of the night sky. But that also is the first time I saw the night sky, the first time I camped it as an adult, the first time you and I really bonded and became friends. Like there is a lot to unpack from those photos and I, I can go back and look at those. So documenting your, your adventures, it's from memories. Yeah, that's 100% what it is. So Let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes that we personally made and that a lot of people tend to make when it comes to documenting your travels. I mean, I have my first little example is people don't take enough photos of themselves at the place. Yep, we fall I, we fall victim to this a lot. Yeah, we are thinking about like what other people would see like want to see what's worth sharing on social media, but what makes that photo special to you is your little touch that you add to it, whether or not it's like an interesting composition adding like an interesting tree or rock formation to your shot or just yourself. Like that is such a huge deal. I mean, I think about, and you might get this too, as a photographer, when like you're showing people photos or something like that. And then they instantly are like, I did a trip once, or you're talking about your trip and they're like, I did a trip once. Let me show you my photos. And you're like, I'm not going to be rude and say like, no, I don't want to see your photos. You <laughs> want to be, but, uh, <laughs> you, you look at it and, and cool. They're phone photos. Like I don't get a sense of depth. Like 60% of the frame is the sky, like an empty sky. Right. Like it's, it's, I'm looking at like a flat phone image. I don't feel like I'm getting taken there with you. And like, they took so many photos with their phone that like, <laughs> 
they they probably don't even look at that unless they're trying to show somebody, you know? Yeah. Like I think they, it's important they, to note though that like if you only have your phone, that is the thing that you want to use to document oh those yeah, cameras. Oh yeah, we're definitely going to talk about how you can make a phone shot look great too. Mhm. And like the the thing that I get nitpicky on is like yes, digital film is cheap. Take a shot. Um is you take too many photos of the same thing, like the same POV and like you're not doing different compositions and the photo doesn't jump out at you. Like making sure that photo is something that like brings you back to that place, gives you that sense of like, I'm there again, or like having you in it is super important. For sure. Yeah. I think one, one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make is this, we've talked about this a lot and we will continue to talk about this a lot, especially if you're going somewhere to camp and you've prioritized something else over sleep and you're waking up and you're going on a hike and you're just, you're essentially too lazy and too tired to take photos. So like definitely want to prioritize sleep when you go to hike and you go to camp somewhere and you want to do those things. You want to make sure that you're well rested so that you're actually up for taking photos and documenting. Maybe it's video, maybe it's photo, but if you're super sleep and lazy, you definitely don't want to do any of that. I fall victim to that all the time. Well, I used to. And then another mistake and a trap we fall into and having quit social media helps give me this like zoomed out perspective. Are you taking the photos for your memories or are you taking them to show with other people? Like it's nice to share, but if your sole intent is to be like, look at this cool place I went to strangers on the internet, it's going to take away from the experience in a big way. Like, I will say, like, me wanting to get golden light and beautiful photos and video for, for, like, beautiful images has forced me to wake up at hours of the day that most people don't even start rolling out of bed. But, like, I also am there to enjoy the sunrise. I am there to enjoy the sunset. I'm there to enjoy the experience. And when I'm snapping those photos, yes, I do like to share them. But they are my memories, and I do print them out and... If you're watching the video on YouTube, you can see they're behind me. Right. I think one thing that we've we've learned over the years is how to how to balance that out really well. I know for sure when I was first starting to get into landscape photography and first like taking like what I consider decent photos, I would focus so heavily on the photos that I forgot to actually like be in the moment. And now, you know, here we are five, six years later, I've figured out the the delicate balance of how do I really escape the city life and escape my 40 hour a week work job. But also how do I capture those memories? Like it's taken a little time. So I'm, I'm hoping what you're going to get out of today's podcast and our podcast in the future are how to, how to deal with that balance. Yeah. I mean, Paul, that's a perfect transition. Let's talk about some habits that we've developed and that you can work on for just capturing the memories, like simple things that you can do to like better capture those memories. I'll start with one, which is the first one that like got me making videos before I even had a professional camera is I I had my cell phone. And like when I would do trips, I would just turn the camera out and I would like hold it like a selfie camera and I would use the selfie mode and I would just film and slowly pan around with my face in the frame and like half of the frame showing where I'm at and pan around what it is that I'm at. Like the interesting thing that I'm there and like, that was one thing that I just made sure to do. Oh, this is really cool. Let me pull out my phone and let me film myself and, and show this interesting place. And then at the end of the trip, I at least have, Hey, look, I'm at this place and I could cut it all together. For sure. Yeah. I think uh, a really good habit to do kind of dovetailing off that is just 
don't be afraid to ask somebody to take a photo. Like if, if you're with oh, there with yeah. somebody, I can't tell you how many times when a group of people sees me with a, you know, what I, what they consider professional camera, they always ask me to take photos, but there's always a couple people you can see eyeballing that kind of want to, but they don't really like the chances of me seeing you ever again are going to be slim to none. So just don't be afraid to ask somebody to take a photo if you need a little bit more space or something. Cody and I yeah. are out somewhere and we want somebody to take a photo of us. We'll just, you know, hey, take a photo of us. Yeah, that, that it like, what's the best that can happen, right? Yep. Like somebody says no, they're an asshole. Like, <laughs> cool. You, you get your photo. Like, don't be afraid to ask and like, don't be afraid to vlog or talk to the camera or stuff like that because Paul's right. Like, world's a big place there's seven billion people on it like the odds of you running into that person again slim to none i i will say you did point out like don't be afraid to talk in front of the camera i'm still dealing with that i just meant solely for like photos <laughs> oh yeah but like people get camera shy like maybe they're afraid to point the the camera at themselves you know? very true i mean a lot like, of photographers you ask are like i never get in front of the and i never yeah, get in front of the camera i mean and life short like it's something that definitely takes work. Mm -hmm. I'm now at the point where like I literally, uh, for my vlog today was just vlogging with my gimbal too. And like my big fuzzy mic through lows. And like, people were just looking at me and like, they're like, can I be in the vlog? And I was like, sure. And like, I just kept talking and I'm like walking, holding this giant thing and yeah, everybody's like staring, but who cares? Was it the last? Anyways, one of your one of your recent ones. I saw it in the shadow, and I'm like, "Damn, he's still fucking rocking that the, the freaking uh, gimbal." Yeah, I mean, if you look at my sunglasses, you can see in the reflection. Yeah, maybe that's what I saw it in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks good though, because you when you're especially you're still shooting on the 14, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like at least from my taste, when it's that wide, for those of you that are listening, I'm doing like you know my hands in a circle here. When it's too wide, you get a lot of like distortion and warpage but you don't get it with the gimbal obviously cuz there's no movement at all. It's like perfectly yeah. stable. I kind of like started thinking about it cuz like I personally would want this to be as smooth as possible and like mm -hmm. the gimbal kind of acts as like my little Joby tripod that Casey and I step popularized. Like right. nobody's really vlogging with a gimbal, but like I don't mind <laughs> vlogging with the gimbal. <laughs> there's a reason for that, but yeah, sure. Yeah, but Peter McKinnon was vlogging with a 1DX Mark III. That's like, true. His 1DX that, can you Mark imagine III? holding that big-ass camera? Oh, my God. Yeah, on top of a tripod with a 16-35 to 35 lens, like, it comes out to close to the same weight as my gimbal. Like, it comes out <laughs> dangerously close. Speaking of tripod, do you remember when we went to Sequoia with Frank and we did a little, like, you were holding an actual tripod by the two legs and walking with it and filming? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Dude, so, like... <laughs> Oh my God. Talk about using what you got. Like, so having like more weight on your camera and like, like a bigger camera helps with stability. So like I didn't have a gimbal. I just used my tripod as like <laughs> my stabilizer. Oh, that's funny. That's a good yeah, throwback. Sorry. That was, that was really, really good. Oh man. No, that's all good. Um, but the message, the original message was like, who cares what people think? Like, I know that's easier said than like done in practice mm -hmm. and it'll take time to get comfortable going like fuck what everybody else thinks but like at the end of the day it's about you you know yep and like capturing it, those memories and the the opinions that matter are like the ones that are close to you opinions are like podcasts everybody has one but not all of them are worth listening to <laughs> you started and i was like uh-oh his opinions are like assholes here we go <laughs> no, you like how I was like opinions are like podcasts. We got one. Nobody's listening, so 
Yeah. Hi, mom. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. My mom doesn't even know I have a podcast. Dang. Yeah. I don't know if my mom does either. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah, she like, does. What's a podcast? Yeah. Oh, God. Does your mom know the sound of my voice now? Maybe. I mean, I would imagine. I don't think she listens to it. She knows I have it, but I don't think she listens to it. (laughs) I mean, you're one step further than I am. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next little helpful hint, getting back on on track, this is why we have the the somewhat loose structure template. (laughs) Um, The next thing that you can do to help, like, show depth or scale for your images and, like, help you remember maybe how grand a mountain is or, like, what the experience was like is proper composition. Mm-hmm. So the rule of thirds is a something we talked about in our Astro podcast, but it's like a simple, like, grid. It's, uh, like, four lines, right, on the screen, four lines breaking up the screen into, like, six quadrants. Yep. You can turn that setting on. If you go to your phone, any phone will have it. Like, you could go to your camera settings, and you'll see rule of thirds grid. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the, the rule is to put one, like, something of interest or of scale. So, like, you could put a tree in one corner of the frame in that rule of thirds grid, grid on one of those lines, and it'll help the rest of the image look grand or bigger. And then, like, for the horizontal lines... Essentially, you don't want to have a majority of your shot sky, so don't be afraid to put, like, your horizon on the upper line and and show less sky. A lot of people point their camera up, and, like, that doesn't do a good job of showing depth. Like, when I can see the ground and I can see stuff in front and then there's this mountain in the background, I'm, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, that mountain's far and that mountain's big. Mm -hmm. So, like... Figuring out, like, different angles to showcase the grandeur of what you're trying to show is important. And then put yourself in in one of the rule of thirds quarters, like one of those corners, and you'll be golden. Don't be afraid to put yourself in there. And I would say if you're you're shooting yourself or people, try not to cut off limbs, mainly hands, because it looks really weird if your hand's down and you've cut off it like a... At you know your elbow or your wrist or something, you definitely want to have the limbs in in the shot. This as well. is a, this is a definite good call out. Mm-hmm. I think these that's are, a, a mistake a lot of people make. These are like guidelines, not laws of photography and cinematography. Well, that, I mean though. that's that's why it's called the rule of thirds, not the law of thirds, because r- rules <laughs> are made to be broken. So the rule of third is a simple guideline, but it's definitely it definitely helps, especially if you're not really sure how to take photos. You're not really sure like what needs to be seen. To Cody's point, he gave you a little tips on how to make things look big, but the rule of thirds definitely helps. And as you get used to, I mean, hell, leave it on. No one's going to judge you for leaving it on. I have it on my camera sometimes. Yeah, but, I, have it, I have it on mine right now. But as you, as you learn the rule of thirds and where they are, you start to see a photo without even seeing the grid line. Yeah, it's really crazy. The more you do it, the the more you just you start to get it. Practice makes permanent. Makes permanent. <laughs> yep. I love that. Yeah, um, nothing's perfect. The last hint, and I like I was really bad at this for the longest time, uh, is organizing after you capture. For sure. So like Paul, you and I, we post process our images and stuff like that. But like when we you post process the images, I think we're we already are kind of organizing them a little bit and like throwing out what's garbage, honestly, mm-hmm. and keeping what's best. But a lot of people, if your phone is your primary camera, you might take like a hundred photos of your, your trip. 
at the end of your trip, like quickly going through it and deleting like repeat photos that look almost the same and selecting which ones are your best are your best bet to you actually looking back at the photos. For sure. Yeah, I think that's another trick. And then you had mentioned like albums. Yeah, make albums or folders, depending on what you have. They're easier to find. They're You know, if you're two years from now, you want to tell Becky about the trip you went to Yosemite. It's very easy to go through your phone, whether it's an iPhone, an Android, a Google Pixel, whatever the case may be. It's, it's very easy to find those folders and or albums. So to Cody's point, like we do shoot raw professional stuff. I do have some on my phone, but if I go back to my external drive, I know exactly where it is. I have the date and timestamp and what it was, and I can find a photo very easily. So, you know, long story long, if it's your phone, make an album, make a folder. You know, what's really funny. Speaking of like albums on your phone, mm-hmm. I told you like I deleted everything off my phone, right? Like I have no photos on my phone. No. What the fuck did you do that for? Oh, cause <laughs> you have a 64 gig phone though. No, I just, I, I was overwhelmed. I had, uh, 5,000 photos on my phone. Yeah. I don't have that much. Definitely not 5,000, but I did. I never organized. I just dumped Ah. like, and I like, even though I have some fantastic photos, I was just like, I was overwhelmed. And I like, I just decided, why do I need these all on my phone? Like, and I deleted them and I've had a couple of situations. I'm like, Oh, it would be cool to show this stranger my photo. But at the end of the day, like, Eh, who cares if they really want to see it? Like I have it on Instagram. Like, yeah, that's they can, true. They can look there on Instagram. Like, I'm I'm not gonna be soliciting people with my photos on my phone. Like, <laughs> um, like if if anybody wants some, I just had a random thought. Sorry, uh, it's around folders and albums. So because ninety oh, <laughs> percent of the photos that I take are on my Sony cameras it's a little easier for me to organize those. But what I do is I organize when I import. So if I am going to import those photos to my phone, so I have those memories, I can show my mom when I go visit her or whatever. As I import, I create albums. It's a lot easier. It's a little bit difficult when you shoot a photo on your phone with your phone because it doesn't go directly into an album. But to Cody's point, if you shot a hundred photos and you're trying to go through a hundred photos, it might be air quotes, too much work for you to organize, organize them, create an album. If you're going somewhere before you go somewhere, for example, I'm going to Alabama Hills. So if I only had my phone, I would create an album called Alabama Hills with a date. And then each time I took that photo, I can just put it right in that album as I do it. That is so smart too, because you can also share it with friends you go with. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, like you can literally share it so that if they upload something to the album, you all can see it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm very bad at that. You also just reminded me that like, I don't have photos to show my mom or stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. But I I have something different. I have my vlog and I have my YouTube videos that I post like very regular, consistent updates on my life. And like, I mean, it's a they, way for me to catch up with you, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, like, so like... Here's my thought process, right? Here, Here's my genuine thoughts on it. Like, if you care to know what I've been doing with my life, you can see it. It, it is there for you to catch up with me whenever mm-hmm. you want. Otherwise, you can ask me questions in person, and we can do stuff like that. Right. I think one of the things that, like, I'm learning as I have quit social media once again is, like, how to be a person and what matters and how to be a friend and, and to interact with my family. Like, I miss my family more. And like, I want to spend time with them more since quitting social media. And like, I don't feel with me posting the vlogs and stuff, like I have to constantly be keeping up with 
everybody I consider a friend because that's a lot of people to try and keep up with throughout the day and through social media. Right. Like it is a way for them to, to catch up with me if they're genuinely curious, but I'm not going to like solicit them and be like, Hey, check out my vlog and try to do this. And like, we're, we're also busy, right? Like I'm not going to get upset if they haven't seen the vlog either. It's there for them whenever they want it. And like, my hope is that other people don't feel like because I'm not engaged. Sorry, I'm not engaged in in social media or anything like that. That I'm not interested in their lives. And like I, I don't want people to feel that way. It's just there's a lot going on in life, and it is a, almost a full time job trying to keep up with everything. Yeah, it's very true. And like that. That's why I like the fact that like, and I hate that most social media doesn't allow this anymore is like my YouTube videos are casual updates on my life. That's what social media used to be. That's what in- Instagram used to be like and, and Facebook, like, Oh, they posted, Oh, I didn't know they were in Europe or I didn't know they were doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was about connecting with people. You couldn't connect with regularly and just kind of seeing where they're at in life. And I feel like we've lost that in a big way. Yeah. I think a lot of, especially photographers, like it's, it's more about competition than it is about collaboration now, which kind of sucks. Yeah. And, uh, I think that like that, that it creates this weird FOMO, like, dang, they're out living this great life. Cause you're presenting your best life mm-hmm. to, to the world. Like they aren't seeing like what you're struggling with. Right. Like everybody's seeing me post about this exciting Sony job, but last month, like Chelsea had to pay all the bills because I had no income. Mm-hmm. Like clients were paying me late for whatever reason. March was just hell. Yeah. And now April, it's like I'm making all this money, but it's making up for my dead month. Like people yeah. don't see that dead month. Right. Like, and that, that is the message I'm uh, like tying it all together. The message that I'm trying to hit home is like when you're going out and you're capturing these shots, are you capturing them for you and your memories and to share with the people who matter to you? Right. Or are you sharing them as a flex to everybody on the internet as like a look at like compensating, look at my life is so interesting. (laughs) I'm just thinking about that funny, like, you know, meme comes around July 4th. Like nobody wants to see your photos of the, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Like, do you even want to see your photos of the fireworks? Yeah. Like that, 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 like at the end of the day, like I don't do a lot of Disney photos. Like I take a couple when I go to Disney with Chelsea and like, I have a Disney YouTube channel that does really well, but like when I post that content for Disney, like the Disney YouTube channel, I'm thinking about like, okay, what is documenting? Like what is not permanently here? Mm-hmm. What are some things that people might not miss because like Disney's overwhelming. There's a lot going on. And then like, what do people like maybe choose to miss? Like if you choose not to watch the parades or the shows, like, and you want to ride the rides, like, but you wanted to see the parades. Like I post those videos. Yeah. And like, I, I talk about what's important and how to maximize your trip. And like, I'm providing value to people with that content. And like a million people go and they take their Disney photos and they post them online. And like, if you look up like Disney on Instagram, you'll see a million photos. And like, who cares if you took a picture of the castle and you're not in it for one, like nobody cares. <laughs> There's a million photos of it online. Yeah. Like Yosemite. Like if you like, we love going to tunnel view, but like 
after our first time where we spent an hour there shooting a time lapse and we kind of like played around there, we don't spend that much time there when we go to Yosemite. Like we, we hit it because like mm-hmm. there's memories there and stuff, but like we make sure we're in the shot. We make sure we're capturing the memories there. Like we had, we had a meal last time we were there Yep. and like we filmed us eating the meal with this like majestic landscape behind us. And like the ma- landscape is like out of focus and like people might be going like, wait, why, why is why is that not in focus? Why are you even in the shot? Like, because if you look up tunnel view, there's a million plus photos of it. Mm-hmm. Like what makes my perspective at tunnel view special to me? What makes it a memory? I was there. I was in it. I captured me having a nice warm meal in the cold with my friends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, th- you touched the most important part of those memories is you. So mm-hmm. trying to be in more photos yourself would definitely help with those memories. Yeah. And reminding like your best friend, like whoever he may be or she may be or they may be uh, to film you, <clears throat> Paul, film B-roll of you <laughs> sometimes and take photos of you sometimes. Hey, man. Just remind them. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dope shots I got of you putting the camera up to your, your eye in Yosemite were it wasn't Frank. It was me with that 85 <laughs> lens. That that one shot, <laughs> yeah. filming you and Frank fil- like cooking like a, a three course meal. I mean, it's kind of hard to film you while I'm cooking, but yeah, I get it. We can take turns. <laughs> I just I just have to give you a hard time, man. For like, sure, you know. So honestly, we're we're getting close to the end. So I this was more loosey goosey. I felt like we were having a conversation. Yeah, I'm that's what this very, was supposed to be. Yeah, I'm very curious how the listeners like this structure and mm-hmm. if you listen to the the last two episodes versus the very harder structure podcast like we were pretty firm on like we need to hit these bullet points we're not getting off topic and i i, I think there's the specialness is lost when we're that rigid on the schedule i don't think so you Didn't don't think feel so? like it to me nope I would love to hear the the feedback, though, from people on that. For sure. Um, yeah, so reach out to us. Uh, let's talk about what we have going on in the next week, because like, I think we have some exciting stuff coming on. I think you're about to leave. for. Yeah, some... I, t- I talked about it a little bit in the in the beginning of the podcast, but yeah, the Astro oh, no, season I is among us. leave right after so. this podcast. Oh, like, no, not quite uh, yet, but yeah, I want to go. to the clouds? I want to go. They're still out. Oof. So... Just to put it in perspective, because I want to hear what your your plan is. Like, <laughs> I, I want to hear it, and I want everybody else to hear it, so that in the next episode they could be like, "Yo, did did you do it, Paul?" Um, it the, Paul doesn't get clouds like he got like he's got right now in California that often. So, what what's your game plan? He he wants to go out and shoot with all these clouds in the sky. Yeah, I mean, a time lapse has to happen. But so here's here's the funny thing. I'm, I'm battling with this idea because. Part of me wants to go up high, so like top of the world or Turtle Rock, somewhere somewhere high so that you can see all of, her, you know, all of the beach and you can see the clouds. But then also part of me is like I haven't been to the beach in a really long time, so it'd be nice to get some, you know, some waves and kind of tell that type of story. But the problem with, in my opinion, with wave time lapses or when you do a time lapse of the sky and you can see the water... It looks like it's jittery. The waves are crashing. Like if you have a fast shutter, then the waves look like poop. You got to have a longer shutter. Yeah, I was about to ask if you go to the beach, if you have a long, like a, like a very dark ND filter, Mm -hmm. that usually is a good, like that'll smooth it out. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I thankfully I still have like two hours before I have to decide that. But yeah, here here's a if this is like my little insight. Thinking of the time of day and and the day, it's Friday. So you you got to think about two things. One, how how long is it going to take you to get to to either of these places? Like if you choose the beach, are you going to find parking on a Friday evening after everybody's off and you know, it's beautiful weather. And two, like, how much traffic are you willing to deal with? I fucking hate traffic. That's why I don't go out anywhere. So I'm like, <laughs> if I had to give you a percentage, I'd say it would be about 70-30. So 70% of me wants to go. There's a 70% chance that I'm going to go up high somewhere because I really want, like, cloud movement and that type of stuff. And 30% of me is going to go to the beach. So there's a good so, chance I'm going to go somewhere up high. This is people are getting insight into the planning of our trips. So mm-hmm. like this is this is what I want people to hear. My next question for you is do you plan on shooting two time lapses with your A7 IV, which is a photo first camera, and your A7S III, which is a lower megapixel capable photo camera, but lower megapixels. Do you want to yeah, do I mean, time lapses if, with if both? If you think about it, like the A7S III is at least a four K time lapse. Yeah. So that's good enough for most so content. you would you would shoot time lapses with both if you went out. That's There's what a I'm good asking. chance, yeah. I'll probably do one compressed at 85 and then one real wide at 24. There's a good okay. chance I probably will do that. Because, like, here's another factor: is if you do the uh, two time lapses, top mm-hmm. of the world, that's that's cool, no brainer. But if you did one time lapse, top of the world does not have that interesting of subjects for you to film. So you would be doing like talking points, but like, would you want to have your time lapse going and then maybe you walk around the trail a little bit, show like get some interesting details of B-roll, like, because waves are very awesome for like some 4K 120 and like mm-hmm. some some pretty B-roll. So like, these are the decisions. Like, are you committed to two time lapses or do you want to film something while you're uh, shooting a time lapse? I mean, it, it's it's going to be both, and that's the joy. You know, this is obviously like a, an a I don't know, like a privileged thing for me to say, but that's the joy of having two cameras. I can set up the a7 IV to shoot a time lapse, and then I can shoot some B-roll and film and do this thing and then set it up for a time lapse, which I've done many times, and I probably will plan to do it this time. I am Team Beach. What beach? (laughs) Team Beach? It'll probably have to be somewhere not super popular because it is the weekend. So if I did, it'd probably have to be... Like Crescent Bay... Yeah, Shaw's Cove, Crescent Bay, somewhere. I, mean, I might even go to um, Corona Del Mar, maybe. It's been a while since I've been there, although that's going to be the most popular one for sure. Oh, it definitely would be, and you'd probably want to leave now so that way you can get stuff ready because, like, it's going to take you, like, an hour to get down to the beach and, like, hour to set up. Yeah, it's not an hour. You forget how close I am to the beach. That's a 25-minute no, I... drive at best. Yeah, but give yourself plenty of time, man. Oh, I am. <laughs> and vlog the journey for me, man. Because, like, I, you, you've been saying, like, you appreciate my updates with my vlogs. I want some updates on, on my best friend's life, man. Cool. I'm going to have to give – I'm going to do OnlyFans for Cody, but it's not going to be – get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> it's going to basically be just me, like, filming shit with my phone because I fucking work – you know, my New work – I idea. never have – Only friends. <laughs> oh, nice. Only friends. I, I never get two days off in a row. So it's like a random Wednesday and maybe a Saturday. So it's like kind of spattered out there. So it's very hard to like do anything because then I have to spend one of those days grocery shopping and doing 
chores and doing, you know, basically just catching up. So it's very difficult. I feel difficult like I'm going to have to do a poll. Should Paul quit his job and pursue full-time filmmaking and photography? It's something I've, I've honestly been like battling and like soul searching for a little while. Like, you know, what do I want to do next? Do I want to like maybe go part-time so that it allows me to do these things more? you know, and potentially pursue that. Like it's scary. It's definitely scary. Yeah, it is dude. And even doing that, like that's like tiptoe, like just touching my toe in the water. Oh, trust me. I get it. Like it is a struggle. And you just dove head first in. So that, yeah, that something I've been battling with lately, but you know, I get you. Well, I mean, I, either way, whatever you choose to do, I, I think it's going to be fun no matter what. Mm -hmm. Also, I realize if this podcast goes public and the only friends announcement happens, we can't, we can't apply for the patent. <laughs> Once it's in the public domain, you can't apply for a patent. So cool. then, well, you guys will never see this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Only friends 2023 <laughs> <laughs> TM TM TM. There we go. See, that's it. We're, <laughs> we're attorneys. We're lawyers. Now we can definitely, we're going to put like a disclaimer over the video. Like Cody is definitely not an attorney. Do the opposite. <laughs> yep, either that or I'm just going to cut this whole section out. Whoa, this is like the best section. Like, <laughs> di- I have I have been talking a lot. Cutting my voice is uh, doing a disservice to the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely nobody wants to hear me speak for this long. That's for sure. I want to I want to listen to you speak, Paul. Oh. I appreciate you. I value you. I value your silence and our long call rights. <laughs> nice. Okay, well... I, I, we're like right at the hour mark. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about this podcast. Uh, be sure to follow along everybody. I, I don't have anything else to say. I I think I had a great vent session. I think I steamrolled you a good amount. Yeah. Wait, no, I would say less than normal. You're, you're a good steamroller today. Okay. I was a good steamroller. (laughs) I I think uh, I even steamrolled you a couple times. I had to just like get in there, you know, get my jabs in. Yeah, that's good. You were like, pop, pop, very efficient. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We forgot to to plug Crayola, our sponsor. (laughs) We fucked up the last like couple podcasts for sure. Um, I do want to say to anybody who's been listening this long and anybody who's a new listener, if you've made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate the likes, the listens, the comments, uh, shit, even the thumbs down. If you don't like it, at least give us some constructive feedback, things that you want us to change. Honestly, uh, I'm... So amazed that so many of you came back after we removed all the podcasts and we like took such a long break. Mm-hmm. That was a rough thing for us. Starting over is never an easy thing. And uh, it kind of felt like we were getting attacked by like a big company. And I, I really have been beating myself up over that. But the fact that you guys stayed with us is so amazing. Thank you. Cool. Paul, anything else? You good? That's it. Remember to follow along. Explore Travel Capture on YouTube, Spotify, the socials that Cody is no longer on, even though he said he's not on social media and then dropped a photo on Instagram the other day. Yo, I uh, I check it once in the morning and once in the evening. I, and he, like, he plugged himself in an Instagram stories. <laughs> I still need to, to put it. Dude, you know what is stupid? This is the last thing I'm going to say is I have to <laughs> download the Instagram app to post a story. I can't post anything from the computer. I also can't send photos and video over messages from the computer. Wait. Or I can't send photo or video in messages from the computer. Really? Well, uh, I kept trying to send videos to one of my friends and it wouldn't load it. Huh. Maybe I guess, I mean, you may be right. I just 
never fucking I don't sign into anything on my computer. Like I don't like notifications, even on my phone. I have notifications turned off for fucking everything. So I guess I just never tried it. Dude, um, shout out to all our listeners in Belgium and uh, in Brussels listening to this podcast. I just looked at like the analytics. Um, 36 of our downloads uh, today came from Belgium. Dang, shout out to Belgium, dude. You guys rock, man. Thank you. Like, did somebody share? Oh, no, we have 36 total from Belgium. <laughs> I got like super confused. That was really weird to me. Still, dude, I'm down. This is wild. Yeah, this is amazing. I'm like pretty freaking stoked like makes me feel like we should probably post more podcasts once a week that's all i can handle right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah paul took over the editing i am so sorry for that uh yeah it's uh, it's perfect right now but i just you know full-time job me trying to edit like two three podcasts a week no way yeah it's all good but we'll see you guys in the next one peace peace